0: Scroll up there on the left there, Hanson, the NBC Breaking News. Is it donkey-worthy or just... uh not yet, because I don't have the details. In okay. a letter to colleagues, Speaker Pelosi announces an update to her plan for the articles of impeachment, but it doesn't say what the update is. Friday News Dump. Five o'clock tonight. Uh, said in the letter Democrats she would consult with her members. Scroll down to the text, please. She would consult with her members on Tuesday. Oh, I was wrong. As she announced steps to send the articles of impeachment oh, to the Senate? Oh, because
1: she wants to prevent it from messing up the debate on Tuesday, so she's going to hold off till after then. The Democrats have a debate in uh, where are they? Des Moines, right?
2: Yeah, it's in Iowa. The last debate before the first vote of the Demo something. Dum dum dum. That yeah. was good.
1: That was pretty good there until he's you know trailed off. I didn't have a finish to it. Wow, who's the who's the guy with the big beard? That's a good beard. Sorry, it does it's clickbait. Doesn't matter. Um, okay. Well, that settles that question.
0: Coming. Wow. So it's going to wait until next week. So then, but, but, the, but, so then the, the, the trial is going to start. I mean, it's okay, you got the debate in, but the trial is going to start with three of your leading contenders or two. Bernie and, um, Elizabeth have to be there. There's nobody else in the lead that's going to be there. Joe's out of the Senate. Uh, Pete's out of senator. Pete's out of senators. So, but, but, so Bernie and Elizabeth, well, actually, the guy who's, Tied for first in the first two states, Bernie is not going to be campaigning in Iowa mm-hmm. the last several weeks. That's not good. Maybe that's on purpose. It's not tenable. Nancy Pelosi would be in the crowd that thinks Bernie can't win. I guarantee right. you she doesn't in the think general. Bernie can win. Yeah, yeah, he
1: would be a disaster in the general. Yeah,
0: She might be trying to screw Bernie. That might be her whole point. I guarantee
1: you there are layers of intrigue going on here. That are not only deeper than we just threw at you, but deeper than we know about.
0: That actually makes more sense than any of the other theories I've heard. Since I haven't heard any, maybe she's just trying to screw Bernie. That makes and absolute... Elizabeth Warren. Well, Jack, the idea of a party, for instance, the Democratic
1: Party trying to screw a candidate because they thought he was too far left. I mean, that would never happen. Oh, that's right, it actually happened to this guy the last
0: election. But remember, so, remember, Mark Halpern and others have reported, Pelosi, Obama, a bunch of your heavyweights say no Bernie, no Elizabeth. We have no chance of winning.
1: What if you had Bill and Obama come out arm in arm? And say, listen, I know you like Bernie. He's a nice old fella. We're going to lose 48 effing states. <laughs> uh, wow. Okay. Anyway, there you go. So. All right, so Tuesday. Uh, speaking of politics, very briefly, because we need to get to Clips of the Week um, uh, next segment, I think probably there's this um, Politico writer who 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 went out and and uh, solicited answers um, from Trump supporters who are supporting him in the impeachment thing, even though they thought the Ukraine call was wrong and the rest of it, okay? And their rationale for it. My favorite explanation of it that I think anybody can understand, no matter their political stripes, is, and it's the title of the article, he is our OJ. What they mean by that? Coming up in a couple of minutes.
0: Okay, well, I'll stay tuned
1: for that. Right now, it's time to take a fond look back at the week that was. It's cow clips of the week.
0: Big up, big up the whole island, massive...
1: You know nothing about the real world. Most of you spent less time in school than Greta Thunberg. So, if you win, right, come up, accept your little award, thank your agent and your God, and... Kill me. We're nearly done. (laughs) So in the end, he obviously didn't kill himself. Just like Jeffrey Epstein. (laughs) Shut up! I know he's your friend, but I don't care. (laughs) Thank you, Will. Can I keep going? It would be a real shame if you didn't continue.
2: <clears throat> All the cats had human hands, and some of them cats were sexy. I didn't even want them to be sexy. If I exposed myself in a public park, what would happen? Oh, uh, no, citation. If I camped on a sidewalk, what would happen? Uh, warning, maybe a citation. If I broke somebody's car window, what would happen? Again, under $950, uh, citation. I don't think there's opinion that it exists in this country that is not represented in a comedy club by somebody. Each and every one of you has a champion in the room. You said, son, sometimes you have to be a lion so you can be the lamb you really are. The world's first working time machine. Yeah, It's exciting. It's great news for
1: humanity. Not great news for baby Hitler.
2: James. What is it? Tahiti Graffiti Treaty? Yes. You need a job. You a grown ass man. You can't still be living in your mama's house, Harry.
1: We will operate on the assumption that House Democrats are too embarrassed to ever move forward. (laughs) Oh, boy. Yeah, yeah.
0: I watched a clip last night of Ricky Gervais debating a brief debate with Stephen Colbert about religion, about God. It was pretty good. He was on the other night, you know, when he was promoting the Golden Globes thing. Mm -hmm. Because he's an atheist, and uh, Colbert is a uh, practicing Catholic.
1: I'd forgotten that about Colbert.
0: Yeah, it was pretty good, actually. It was pretty good. It was it was some stuff I hadn't heard before. Mm, really? From Yeah, which is shocking on that debate. And I'm guessing it was fairly respectful. And yeah, it was respectful. Here's one line, and, and Colbert said, that's really good. It's not going to change the way I feel, but that's really good. But uh, uh, Gervase's line was, there have been 3,000 gods that people believed in. He, well, first he asked Colbert, he says, how many gods do you believe in? And Colbert said, well... Three, I suppose, if you look at it a certain way, but mm-hmm. one really, yeah, <laughs> which is a, a good a Christian line. Uh, but so uh, one, and uh, Ricky Gervais says there's been three thousand gods that people believe in. You've dismissed two thousand nine hundred and ninety nine of them. I've dismissed one more than you. No, that's the only difference between us. Duh. Which I thought was a pretty good line, huh. actually. I do believe in God, so. Whatever. Well, there
1: have been like 30,000 baseball players, but I believe in Major League Baseball. I know it happens. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But I just anyway, thought that was interesting. We're, we're certainly not here to, uh, to, you know, guide you in that regard. We have enough on our plate.
0: Them having a respectful conversation about that in front of a live audience, so I thought that was, that's the sort of thing you'd not see in America anymore. Awesome. Very
1: not often. Not much. Yeah. Yeah. I find Colbert profoundly annoying, but I appreciate him doing that. I love Ricky Gervais, even though I disagree with him a lot.
0: That's the sort of thing you'd have seen with Christopher Hitchens when he was a young man with William F. Buckley, mm. you know, way back in the day. Mm. You can see it on YouTube, but we don't do that much anymore. Good times. I uh, I wish
1: I could do that William F. Buckley accent really well, that, like, old money northeast accent he had. Uh, uh, Christopher, what you're failing to consider <laughs> else? I wish I talked like that. Anyway, as if I'm not annoying enough... Uh, <laughs> He is our OJ coming up. Uh, do you have the McDonald's? <laughs> oh no, I forgot <laughs> that this would be constantly interrupted by the juice clips. It's you like know, that's he's not really the juice anymore. That's I not going to
0: help me make the point, Michael. Dang it! Um, uh, <laughs> so you have the you have the trailer for this? Yeah, yeah. Docu series. That's a documentary that is a series of shows that is going to premiere on HBO. Is it self explanatory? Yeah, yeah. Okay.
1: McDonald's Monopoly game gave millions of people a chance to win.
0: But from 1989 to 2001, there were almost no legitimate million-dollar winners. The
1: FBI told us the game pieces are being stolen. McDonald's was shocked. Conversations on the wiretap were coming in. I'm hearing the name Uncle Jerry thrown around on the phone. We started focusing more on trying to figure out who he was.
0: He's a freaking gangster. Uncle Jerry was getting the tickets and selling them to other
1: people. This is a million-dollar winning ticket, and he's got it in a Ziploc sandwich bag. That's not even zip.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's not even zipped. So it's a guy who gamed the McDonald's Monopoly game, which you may have played.
2: I didn't realize that it lasted that long. I changed my eating habits when these uh McDonald's promotions were going on I mean, when yeah. I was in high school I would eat there multiple times per day on many days to you know just trying to maximize every every meal is a chance
0: to win a million dollars I remember when I remember people that were into it I was the gluttonite the McDonald's I just didn't play the game but it went on from 87 to 2001 The McDonald's Monopoly game, and you had this guy who was gaming the system. Well, he was in charge of the printing, right, or something? Do I remember that correctly?
2: He had, I believe, he had a connection to the company that manufactured the pieces. Right, the the Uncle Jerry gangster guy. I don't think he was directly tied to it, but he found a a point of vulnerability in that.
0: Rigged the McDonald's Monopoly game for a decade, effectively stealing millions of dollars and building a network of wrongdoers across the United States. This story has got everything, this docu-series. Revenge, drugs, greed, and Ronald McDonald. (laughs) It sounds pretty good, though. I I tell you what, there's got to be a
1: program for this. This is is my one contribution to mankind. You go to the government office of evil geniuses, and you say, look, I'm an evil genius. Because I hear a story like this, or you remember the old couple that, uh, I can't remember, were they in Indiana or Michigan? Somewhere in the Midwest who'd figured out how to, the mathematics of the the lottery in their state, their pick four or whatever, and they would buy the mathematically appropriate huge number of tickets to guarantee they would win m- m- enough to make a consistent profit, and they made zillions of dollars. They were not evil. That was just mathematics. But yeah, anyway, that's not a crime. Sure so anyway, crime. I'm sorry, that was an aside, but um you go to the government office of evil geniuses. You say, look, I have figured out who's in charge of printing these tickets and their breaking point, and I have bribed them, and they have come around, and I could steal millions and millions of dollars. I'm that bright. I'm that creative. I'm that much of a go-getter. I would like to turn my powers to good and not evil. And the government would say, you are indeed an evil genius. And they would put you on a <laughs> stipend of a certain amount of money and have you turn your, your, your powers to good, not evil. That's basically what hackers do. It's like hackers. Exactly. Usually it takes these guys getting caught. Well, no, I'm sorry. Sometimes it takes guys getting caught for them to start to work for the good guys. Uh, many, many of you hackers out there, you are good people and, and, and you're trying to do good for society, but anyway.
0: Of course, you'd know that if you ever listened to our podcast, Hackers and Sausages. Hackers and Sausage. Um, uh, or, oh, is there more on that? Oh, no, that's just pretty interesting. 50 people ended up being convicted of mail fraud and conspiracy at the end of this whole thing.
2: Yeah, yeah. So, um, all I ever got was a free McFlurry. <laughs> One free
1: McFlurry. So, listen, a total change of mood. Um, are you going to do the uh, the other story when we come back? I'm excited about. it. Yeah, that. yeah, I absolutely am. Um, but it's also a, a McDonald's story. Evidently, you know, there are a number of people who do the pay it forward thing at Starbucks, at McDonald's, mm-hmm. whatever. And apparently, um, in uh, at this this one little town, West Bend, Wisconsin.
0: I've ended a few of those. I'm that guy.
1: Um. Anyway, in West Bend, people like to do that. Apparently. So this mom and her service member son, he was in uniform, are, are at the McDonald's, and somebody somehow pays for them before they can get to the counter. That's nice. That's cool. And it, and it is really nice, and it's one of those um, life-affirming, hey, there are good people in the world. Well, I read about this. Turns out son was about to be deployed, and mom has terminal lung cancer. And that this might be the last couple of days they ever spend wow. together. And, and she talks about how somebody reaching out with kindness, I'm tearing up myself, um, in that setting just was incredibly powerful. And, you know, it reminds me of what we talked about. It was a number of weeks ago. I can't remember who said it because I'm terrible. I remember the quote, but not who said it. But remember, everyone you meet. Is before you're mean to them or whatever is suffering, or somebody they love very much is suffering, or they're going to be suffering real soon, you know spare a little compassion. So I thought that story v- was very
0: sad, but that very a good be- story. Ultimately beautiful. So should I feel bad for being the guy who ends some of these pay-it-forwards? I, I, I look in my rearview mirror and I think you don't need another milkshake.
1: I, I will just let the audience judge you, Jack. <laughs> you, I almost let that go by. <laughs> <laughs> Makes it a little faster. Armstrong and Getty
0: People that are surging, still down toward the bottom, but surging in the polls that uh, are getting people's attention late in the game here. We'll tell you about that coming up a little bit later. So this article, he is our OJ, which is
1: good, not great. If I was the editor, I had to said, I'm not sure you quite establish your premise. It's uh, C plus at best. But anyway, it's thought provoking. It opens with for Keith Schwartz, who is 66 years old and runs a recruiting firm based in Tacoma, Washington, almost
0: uh, I think I already get this, and it makes perfectly good sense to me. Okay, cool. Sure,
1: yeah. He includes a president he regards as manic, uneducated, illogical, and also essentially a horrible person. Vulgar, amoral, and narcissistic. Wait, this is a defense of Trump? Yes, hang on. He's done a fine job on the economy, in particular in the face of a Democratic opposition that has bent rules and abused processes for three years in an implacable bid to thwart him. Implacable. To, th- to those of us who support what he's accomplished, it feels like he is our OJ. The theme being the utterly corrupt Washington, D.C., and the abusive one-sided tribal media have been hammering and hammering and hammering at our people for so long. Finally, we got a guy who fights every bit as dirty as you all do and or stabbed a poor woman in a waiter. Um, We're going to acquit him just to make a point. Now I'd That's say That's pretty good. I I'd say it's much it's much more significant than OJ. Well, it's different than OJ because OJ wasn't actually a hero of black America. But he was a represent a chance to tell the LAPD, you got to stop abusing black folks. Well, yeah, there are a lot of people and I know several people who are precisely like this who are marginally Trump fans. Generally, they vote for the Republican. They, they don't like Trump a lot, and now they're like, F it, I'm a Trump guy. Based on the abuse and corruption and dirty fighting of the Democrats and the media. Yep. They're like, okay, now we got our own brawler. You're telling me boo-hoo,
0: he's a brawler? Are you kidding? Yeah, based on this from David Brooks, who's got a thing in the New York Times about the uh, the res- hashtag resistant movement, resistant resistance movement to Trump. Which has been hashtag make you enthusiastic
1: about Trump, in my opinion.
0: And David yeah, that's what he's saying. David Brooks does not like Trump at all, and he uses all kinds of horrible words for him here. And then he says, so you'd think that those of us in the anti-Trump camp would go out of our way to show we're not like him, that we're judicious, informed, mature, and reasonable. But the events of the past week have shown that the anti-Trump echo chamber is becoming a mirror image of Trump himself. Overwrought, uncalibrated, and incapable of having an intelligent conversation about any complex policy problem. That would be on the whole Iran thing. That's not a compliment. Right. That's a
1: great example. The Iran thing is a really good example. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the other editorial that people are sending around the Internet like lunatics is uh, the I can't spare this man. He fights. Metaphor going back to the Civil War. Mm-hmm. Look, I got a hundred objections to the guy, but he gets in there and he scraps, and finally, you know, we're getting some progress as conservatives. I don't even know if he is a real one, but whatever. Oh, I don't. Yeah. You know. well, and and and
0: how this plays out in November, man. Woo,
1: is it going to be interesting?
0: A little new news on who he's going to be running against next. Oh, my. a little bit. A oh, little bit. Oh my
1: Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty
2: Show. We have Bernie and Nancy Pelosi. We have them all. They're all trying to say, how dare you take him out that way? You should get permission from Congress. You should come in and tell us what you want to do.
0: Boo! Uh, Trump at a rally last night. I'm uh, going to talk a little bit about uh, poll numbers and s- a couple of people that are moving up quickly that uh, getting a little bit of attention. But before I get to that, mm. I wanted to hit this before the week is over. This is the grown-up look at the Consumer Electronics Show in Las Vegas. What didn't, didn't stand out. Just a couple of things. Number one, TV makers are, are still looking for the next expensive thing. Because the previous expensive things are no longer expensive, as we've been talking about all week long. I bought a, a ginormous four K TV for eight hundred bucks. It says here you can get a killer four K HDR TV for under three hundred dollars, depending on what size you want. Wow! Yeah, so they're wow. so cheap. So they're Keeping looking in mind that
1: part of the reason they're so cheap is because they're streaming your data and everything yep. you do to everyone. Yep, and
0: selling that. Um, but uh, nobody knows what it's going to be. But they're still looking for what the next you got to have this TV if you are a cool rich person hmm. thing is. Nobody knows what it'll be. Um, also, the other headline is uh, foldable screens are... I keep hearing about that, and I don't quite get it. They aren't ready yet, but flexible screens are coming. I thought that was a good headline. They're not ready yet. A lot of the stuff it just doesn't work. We heard about the Samsung phone, was it, that uh, broke apart and stuff like that. But flexible, it's Flexible,
1: I get. Foldable is not a good word, but flexible, I get.
0: But I look at this kind of tablet-y phone thing. You know, it's pretty small if it's folded like that, and then you open it up, you got a pretty decent-sized screen. That'd be pretty awesome. Yeah. yeah. Yep, clearly. Anyway. Um, tech companies fetishized, fetishized AI 8K and 5G a little less this year at the Consumer Electronics Show. Mm. They were a little out in front of how great it was going to be and how soon it was going to be. Lots of companies still tout AI like it's magic, but nobody is buying it yet. We all know it's just another way of saying computer models do it. And as for 5G, well, the networks have started lighting up the service, and everybody was forced to admit that the heavens didn't op- open up and rain down pure sparkles of innovation. <laughs> it's
1: a lot to ask. Yeah. You right, know what I'd we'll really see. like, technically speaking? bet Just better floor-cleaning robots. Because I got one at Arumbas, mm-hmm. and it does a pretty good job. I mean, it it allows you to not vacuum as much as you would have, and your house still looks decent. They're good, they're not great. I know the same folks, whatever the name of the company is. Google it who am I? this their salesman um, they have like a mopping version of that too that appeals if they could make those great, so you never had to vacuum, except you know those little spots that you gotta use the snoot on the corner by your window there, the baseboards and whatever. Uh, like a, a, a good robot butler like they had on the Jetsons? Man. <laughs> yeah, that would be cool, Joe. That would be really great. <laughs> That's what I'm looking for. I don't need a foldable 17K 90-inch screen. 17K. I don't... This is fine. I, I, I look at a football game, I feel like I'm about to get tackled myself. It's good enough.
0: I don't know. Stop working on that. I don't know. I was wondering the other day if it's an old person thing, if I've just aged out of it, or if uh, if it's a human thing. But I just... You can't intrigue me with better picture. You just can't. I only bought this one because
2: I needed to get an internet television. Mm-hmm. I just, I don't care. When HD first launched, I would drive my friends crazy, making them switch back and forth between the HD and the regular <laughs> one and going, I don't see it. No, I don't see it. <laughs> totally the same to me. Ah. <laughs>
0: But excellent trollery i just yeah but yeah again, it might you, just it might be an old guy thing that i just i don't care anymore
1: wow well, we have uh, we have breaking marianne williamson news what breaking
0: electoral news <laughs> brandon i can't believe i can't believe they brought you out of your stall and hit you with a stick for this hit him with a stick isn't that the way you get him to break no oh. no good lord barbaric! We're gonna have pet all over us you idiot so it's the carrot not the stick
1: okay dear friend Writes Marianne Williamson. I ran for president to help forge another direction for our country. I wanted to discuss things I felt needed to be discussed, girlfriend, that otherwise were not. Mr. President, I feel that we have done that. If you're listening. I As, as of today, therefore, I'm suspending my campaign. Oh, I she'll be the missed. boring part. We slam it like nobody's business.
2: So she's out. Fascinating that she found her way on two-debate stage, wasn't it? Yeah. That's yeah. amazing to me. I was so sorry when she went away. Entertainment-wise, oh, she was a positive. Um,
0: One more thing at the CES. They're talking about the the sex stuff and how... Oh, what's that? Scroll down to the bottom of her letter to her friends. There's some sort of picture of...
1: Oh, her, her campaign bus with a rainbow touching it. Oh. A double rainbow all the mean? way.
0: <laughs> what does it mean? What is, what does it
1: mean? Oh, you know what? Yeah, as long as we're talking, her inspirational words at the end of the letter. Finally, these are not times to despair. They are simply times to rise up. Mm. Things are changing swiftly and dramatically in this country, and I have faith that something is awakening among us. A politics of conscience is still yet possible, and yes, love will prevail. Over what?
2: It makes a difference.
1: Joe Biden's going to bang his straight razor on a curb and, and, and cut you open, Marianne. Careful politics of love or whatever
0: old Suleimani could have loved dolly what and he wasn't going to stop that bomb from blowing him to bits kablooey um so the the consumer consumer electronics show they had a lot of sex stuff there they always do and they're getting some credit for kind of normalizing open conversations about sex and pleasure which i don't know if we really need more <laughs> yeah, yeah but in America. reducing
1: but, but, the amount of it with our fellow human beings
0: and I don't want to get in, I don't, you know, you'll, you'll go however far you decide to go, I suppose. But, I suppose I will. Um, I'm just looking at this item. It doesn't have any description. I'm trying to figure out who does what with that. Great. Song. Who does what with that thing?
2: You're going to have to. Oh, that's, that's, bend over a little that's for bit. the podcast, I'll tell you. Okay. It's an, uh, it's a, it's I'm not a, sure who does what with that. It's a, uh, I believe they classify it as a sexual health device. Well, Is that yes. for a man
0: or a woman? Uh-huh. I, and It's so we 2020.
2: We it's uh, for everybody. <laughs> it's 2020. There's no such thing as man and woman. No, You're it's a, right? l- largely like f- it? largely female based customers. I would uh, I would assume. Okay, well, maybe i female based. I mean that's not as big as I thought it was. I don't know
0: what's that. I don't know. How big does it have to be? I don't know. I didn't know what that was. You give me that as a sex toy. I'd say what is this? A planter? <laughs> Letter opener? <laughs> <laughs> does this uh, make ice cream? What does this do? Um, so the two people that have kind of I it could. The, <laughs> the two people that have made a little noise in the polls recently, and I find this a little troubling, are your billionaires. Old Steyer has jumped up to 3% in the polls, which is still nothing, and he's still a long shot and all that. But he's tied with Andrew Yang. He's just two points behind Buttigieg nationally now. He's ahead of Klobuchar, some of the people that have been on all the debate stages. Interesting. And he, so he's in the mix of that second tier, definitely. He has spent $78 million more than anybody has ever spent in the history of campaigning. He's spent Seventy million more than the next closest person, except for Michael Bloomberg, who spent a hundred and ten million dollars. Now, is that of their own money or total? Almost uh- entirely of their own money, but, okay. but, but spent on advertising. Oh, okay. Just spent on advertising, period. Wow. Yeah. He has spent so Steyer spent seventy million more than the second place. If you leave out Bloomberg. But Bloomberg's wow. in the mix and he spent 110 million. So Bloomberg spent a hundred and a hundred million more than uh, than everybody else has ever spent, and he is starting to come up in the polls a little bit too, making some noise. I mean, he's he's they're getting something bang for their buck. Yeah. Now maybe that is just because at this point in the game, it's all about name recognition, and there's nothing advertising buys like name recognition. Right?
2: Sure. Just spend it on radio, guys. That's all I ask. Yeah. Of, of note, Steyer has qualified for this uh, January debate. Bloomberg still has not, but I don't think he can because he's not going for the donor threshold thing, so I don't think he can get on the debate stages. Mm. But uh, Andrew Yang won't be uh, won't be on this one. On, G- on this one? The January debate, yeah. I'd heard he was. Uh, he's still missing in uh, some of the qualifying polls, it looks like. Wow. The, one, the one this Tuesday, or the, is there another one before the election? <sighs> I think there's only this one before the election. Before caucuses? Yeah.
0: All right, we'll, we'll work to verify that in the next uh, couple of minutes. Dang, that's enough of that. I wore myself that's out It's too of, much. Made me wish I hadn't brought it up. I, yeah. I should have spent more time staring at that sex device and trying to figure out how it worked. I think you got to turn it upside down. i got it upside down? Yeah, you got to, uh, and then just push do I, it. Do I put it on my head, or what or do I do? No, no, <laughs> you no. certainly don't know how it works, then. Yes. <laughs> I'm not no. even, are you saying I'm not even close? Not even in the Wrong same end. neighborhood. <laughs> Wrong end.
1: Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. This is yet another example of collateral damage from the actions that have been taken in a provocative way by the President of the United States.
2: So Are you con- blaming the I'm President
1: sorry. in any way for the fact that it appears that Iran shot down that jetliner? No, but I am saying that, but for the escalation in the um, actions taken by Iran, um, there would not be 176 people dead today. We must not make Mr. Hitler angry, 1936. All that,
0: click- all that clicking was somebody's dummel meter going off.
1: Yeah, no kidding. That was uh, oh. Congress moron Jackie Spear of California, uh, who was trying to hint strongly that the shooting down of the civilian airliner was Trump's fault. Because he went way off the reservation and snuffed out Soleimani because he started the latest round. It wasn't Soleimani uh, trying to storm our embassy with his militias or killing our guy, our poor Iraqi translator. Or No, it was Trump. And then when the CNN guy, to his credit and to my amazement, confronted her with that, she said, well, really, it was pulling out of the, the Iran nuclear deal that upped the tensions. Okay, it's like some bizarre version of geopolitical hands on the the baseball bat going up, up, up. Okay, no, it wasn't the JCPOA. It was, I don't know, you know, the latest the Iraq uh sending uh, shells into Israel. That's what, uh, no, no, before that it was. And before you know it, you're going to be back in the 1950s arguing about the Shah's dad, who was the Shah first. So, Jackie, darling, Iran shot down a civilian airliner. It's on them. It's not on us. Which side are you on?
0: Just came across a headline, a uh, record number of digital books checked out somewhere. I don't do that. I got a friend who checks out digital books from the library. You download them into your uh, Kindle or, mm-hmm. or whatever you use, and then they disappear after a couple of weeks. My wife has done that for a book club. I don't know why I don't do that. I buy them all, but I, just, I haven't looked into the... Uh... Mm-hmm. It really sucks, though because I bought a, a book yesterday. I've got... Quite a library, but it's all in my phone. And the thing I hate about it is I don't get to pass them on to my kids. I mean, they don't get to, you know, here's, here's dad's library of books that he read. Maybe I'll look right. at some of these or whatever. No, they're right. just in my phone. Yeah. And I paid the same price for them as I would if they were a paper copy. Yeah. There's good and bad there. Yeah. I guess so. The convenience of it cannot be beat. I tell you what, when it's
1: time to move, oh, yeah. It's a good thing. No doubt. Says a guy with shelves full of books.
0: I did a lot of reading last night because I was up all night last night. Because I took um, uh, some methamphetamine in its rawest form. Only a partial lie. Sudafed, yeah. Um which they make meth out of. And some, some drug in the Sudafed kept me awake all night long, like wasn't even tired, never even drowsy. And I'm still
2: not. And he rode to work on an undersized bicycle, scratching his face. Were you just awake, or did you have like jitteriness to you as well? A
0: little jitteriness, a little over caffeinated. Okay, a little. I drank too much Starbucks coffee, and I hadn't had any caffeine since noon. Right, right. But um, I I wonder what it's going to feel like when I come when I crash from this though, when it wears off. Well, it was going to feel poor. (laughs) Is <laughs> a 24-hour pill. It'll wear off around noon about the time I get home, right about the time my young children want to play with Dad is where I'm just going to go, ah, pounding headache. Time for another dose. Cold comes back. <laughs> it's exactly. Next thing you're like Brad Pitt, who's up on TV talking about how Bradley Cooper got him sober. Um, I'll be, I'll be like that. I'll be all hooked on uh, Sudafed. My teeth you're are falling out. Scabs. I'm using weird sex toys. Pockets stuffed full
1: of shiny objects. Stealing from your wife's purse? You're yeah, I disgusting. T- I took in the s- future. I took several hubcaps on <laughs> the way. Take a to look work. at yourself! In the future.
0: I drove by cars, saw the shiny hubcaps. I stopped. I pried them off with a screwdriver. Well, in your I got defense, them in my back seat. In your defense, they're really shiny. But my cold disappeared completely with the suit of head, so that was fantastic. Well, there's a certain percentage of the population that's very sensitive. Apparently right, on that. And,
1: and it, it uh, you know, flips you on like a light switch.
0: I got to fight the urge, though, now that I know this. If I'm ever going to do an all-night drive somewhere or vacation or whatever. Or just instead of coffee, take one in the morning. Go,
1: go, go. Finally a
0: go-getter. I can't stay Uh up all night long.
1: No, I wonder if you took it at, say, 4.30 in the morning. You know, when we're up and about and getting ready for the show. Hmm. If you took it at 4.30 a.m., I wonder if by, you know,
0: the late evening. You start to use it recreationally to bring myself up. And then I take a little take a little propofol to bring myself back right. down. That's right. It works.
1: Don't make fun. See if I can
0: hire Dr. Murray. To even yourself out. That's all. Yeah, exactly.
1: Hey, Work uh, for Elvis. Work for Michael get, Jackson. Can I get a
0: little bit of this? I think that's a fine way
1: to live. Just a <laughs> mix in plenty of fiber. Oh, hello, hello, hello.
0: Hey. <laughs> Yeah, it's funny elvis came up in our house the other day maybe it was a picture of him on tv for because it was his 70th birthday or something i don't know would, what it would have been 80th 100th I don't know, anniversary whatever it was.
2: yeah
0: um and uh and and my kids and my oldest kid said you know i don't like elvis and my wife said i don't like elvis either and i said yeah maybe just a i don't know it's a generational thing or whatever pick the right elvis I mean, he... I've played the cool early Elvis stuff, but it's, it sounds so old-timey to my kids. Yeah, I get that.
1: I could get that. If you are not a a modern child, uh, I, I happen to hear this, gosh, late last year, I think it was. Um, there's a, a version of Suspicious Minds out there that's just guitar, bass, drums, and Elvis. Before they added the backup singers and the strings and the horns and the rest of it. That's just unbelievable.
0: Is he still caught in a trap?
1: Oh, and he can't get out. Um, But it will remind you oh, that's right. He was an unbelievably great singer before he became a a, a bloated lunatic. (laughs) Bloated. Pull your goddamn tongue out by the roots! Bloated and constipated.
0: That's the king of rock and roll right there. Here's your host, Joe Getty. Hey, let's get a final thought from everybody on the crew just to
1: send us out with a little uh, good feelings. There he is, pressing the buttons in the control room. Michelangelo, final thought? Yeah, now that TVs are so cheap, I think I'm going to go for the 75, 80-inch TV. I don't need a dining room table.
2: Exactly. I can use TV trays. <laughs> Positive Sean, do you have a final thought for us? Yeah, looking to make an uh, early exit today, as it is birthday day with mi madre. That's my mother. We are a bilingual household. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And, uh, yeah, looking forward to it. It's delighted to spend the day with her. Cool. Good Uh, for you. Happy birthday, Mom. It's very wholesome. Uh, Jack, do you have a final thought for us? So I don't follow the NFL. Do I
0: understand the San Francisco 49ers are the home team tomorrow?
1: Throughout the playoffs. Well, provided they keep winning, yes, they will take on the Vikings of uh, Minnesota. They're the number one seed. On the NFC side, yeah. Wow. There are a lot of great, exciting teams left. Your groaning had convinced me they sucked, but they obviously don't. Oh, no, 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 not at all. No, they don't. And they got a lot of guys back. Uh, my final thought is actually kind of similar to uh, Positive Sean's. My beloved little one, uh, little Dee, is home for two more days, two and a half more days before she heads back to school uh, 2,700 miles away from the house. Uh, and, and we're going to go out to, and, and whack golf balls around and cool. hoot and holler and have a good time together. So that's my Friday.
0: I'm going to crash from a uh, a meth buzz... In the middle of the day, right when it's time to take care of my children, that's my plan for the day. Right,
1: you're going to be like, see how that looks, Iggy Pop in 1986 after a long night of bad cocaine, just kind of grinding your teeth.
0: <laughs> this could be a world
1: class crash. I don't want to be there when it happens. Hmm.
0: I hope my teeth don't all fall out. They Armstrong, usually go one at a time Armstrong and Getty <laughs> wrapping are another a grueling Four hour work day You're good
1: So many people To thank so little time Just go to Armstrongandgetty.com We have all the clicks And articles And video we mentioned to you You can email us Mailbag at Armstrongandgetty.com If you see something Over the weekend You think we ought to be Talking about uh, You're our eyes and ears Send it along Mailbag at Armstrongandgetty.com And all of the podcasts
0: Are there The long form The short form Oh the entertainment Impeachment starts next week I guess nah, Whatever God bless America
2: well, kids, that's all the time we have for today. I'd like to thank Sideshow Mel, Corporal Punishment, Tina Ballerina, oh, and from Not planning, Miss Donna Mills. Oh, she was a sport. We've had lots and lots and lots and lots and lots of fun. But now the time has come to go. If this old cop was found in his bed tomorrow, I'd be in heaven still doing this show time
1: <laughs> uh. armstrong and getty